0: She didn't need an AI. Good teachers know. Hey, Intel and Classroom Technologies with your AI-assisted student evaluation artificial intelligence program. Leave them kids alone. Wow, what a terrible song. But it's a real thing. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott, and this is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, with all of this distance learning still going on in various schools and universities around the country, Intel and a company named Classroom Technologies have uh, produced a, a bit of software called class of all things and what it does is it sits on top this artificial intelligence sits on top of zoom calls and can detect i'm, I'm reading here from the story uh, i think from recode can detect whether students are bored distracted or confused by assessing their facial expressions and how they're interacting with the educational content and scott when i when i pitched this story on our backstage segment uh, available to to members of Billwittle.com, uh you pointed out something that I really just noticed in that in that last line. Isn't it an interesting that the artificial intelligence doesn't assess the educational content?
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be a little more useful. I mean, to me, there ought to be buttons next to these students like they do when they bring audiences together and have them watch new shows or movies and then ask them to press buttons, at various points, ask them how happy they are with what's going on or presidential debates where they do the same thing. Um, yeah, it's a real challenge. Obviously we're using this medium right now and people will tune out the moment they get bored and you have the advantage if you are in a classroom and you're standing around with 20 or 30 students that you can kind of exert your physical presence. I have taught young people and old alike, and I found one of my favorite techniques is I don't actually call out the person who's dozing off or not paying attention. I just go stand right next to them. <laughs> and so, you know, you've got that advantage where you could just walk over to somebody and look them right in the eye. And, you know, and it is, I feel when I was teaching, it is my burden to engage the student. If the student is bored, I felt that I was failing, not that they were doing something wrong. Now, of course, because they're children and we're adults, we can assert that we are engaging them, but they are failing to be engaged (laughs) because, you know, adults are right and kids are wrong. But I think, you know, that the premise that we need to monitor students so that we can essentially discipline them or snap them to attention um, is based on the idea that the instructor is not responsible for the content and the power thereof to engage the student. Now, all of that said, I don't want cameras peeking at my kids anymore, and they're already doing that. This is just some AI that's applied to that. I don't want the school system looking into my home. Uh, There's a good reason why I have my home with walls. It's because I don't want the government inside.
0: Indeed. Uh, Bill, again, according to the story, Classroom Technologies plans to test Intel student engagement analytics technology Wow, what a name! Hmm. Uh, which which captures images of students' faces and uh, and uses computer vision technology, combines that with contextual information about what a student is working on moment by moment, all to assess a student's state of understanding. Um, that seems like a like an awful lot of work, but I guess my question here is. Um, Putting AI and cameras in every, uh, in every kid's laptop, uh, what could possibly go wrong?
2: Do you know what I'd like to see, Steve? Do I'd tell. like to see a scientific control experiment where they use the Intrudathon 5000 or whatever this thing is called <laughs> and have it analyze the opening credits to the Brady Bunch. That's what I would like mm. to see. I would like the AI to tell me whether it's Bobby that's looking a little bored or is it maybe... Marsha who's drifting off, my paying <laughs> attention. I would be very happy to see um, all online classroom learning, Zoom call learning, go the way of the dinosaurs. There's, there's absolutely, it, it just. I mentioned this in the technocracy uh, firewall. When, you, when you put things inside the frame, you are enormously reducing the complexity of whatever you're. Dealing with first of all, you're taking it from three dimensions into two. You're re- removing all other senses: no sense of smell, no sense of taste, no sense of of touch. That's all gone, uh, and and no idea what's going on either outside the boundaries of the frame or outside the boundary of the frame. That way, so the guy could be playing, you know, uh, Medal of Honor for all you know, while while the camera's looking at him. So all, all of it's just it's a it's a it's a device to measure. Um, uh, deviation in a in a technique that we should not be using at all and when when i heard um when i first heard you pitch this idea my first reaction was very negative and it's like isn't that what the the teacher's for isn't that what we hire teachers for aren't they supposed to be able to to tell now if the ai is able to tell that somebody's bored then what 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 actually happens does a does a bell go off do you do you you lose a gold star of course you don't lose a gold star everybody gets a gold star but (laughs) but i mean what what happens does it does it notify the teacher that and, and by the way does it say uh johnny thompson is uh having a problem or does it say you know uh, unit in sector fourteen is is <laughs> is uh, is performing suboptimally. Uh, corrective measures must be taken, uh, or else uh, you know face uh, face you know replacement yourself. Uh, uh, things become so Orwellian that, that it's almost Orwellian. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well put. I'm going to steal that phrase. Um, You know, I've developed a uh, failsafe, foolproof method of determining whether or not students are bored in school. They're in school. (laughs) <laughs> End of story. That's 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 all you need to know. I'm the can, father I, of two sons. Can I just add something to that? Yeah, please. I'm,
2: I'm sorry. Uh, but I really just, because uh, we had a discussion on the backstage show, which is available only to a certain class of people. Yeah. Uh, and Scott said, no, you should be entertaining. And I went to British schools, which were very much like the wall, you know. Yeah. And I have to tell you, Steve, when I was in those British schools with with schoolmasters masters in, in caps and gowns and stuff, I have no recollection of being bored. No. We, we were not allowed to be bored.
0: <laughs> the threat of yeah, sudden we, violence does. But tend the to, threat, of, the,
2: yeah. the threat of in, of immediate demise, tends to focus the mind. But but honestly, I, I think some part of it had to had to do with the fact that they that the the, the, the teachers were taking this so seriously yes. that you were expected to take it seriously too. And it wasn't like they have to compete. You know, oh look, there's a fire truck outside the window. Now I'm going to have to do a juggling act to get the no. It's like whoosh, you know you're. Eyes up front. I you know, just thought I'd
0: throw that in there. When I was growing up, half of my friends went to Catholic schools in St. Louis, and I'd heard so many horror stories about the nuns and their rulers that by the time I was 14 or 15 and I saw the Blues Brothers for the first time, I'm like, oh, man, that nun? Pff, those boys got off easy compared to my <laughs> friends. Um, but, you know, that actually that reminds me of a true story from uh, from sixth grade. Mrs. Coffey was our, our teacher, and uh, because boys and girls, I'm so allowed to say that, I think, uh, 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 developed their English skills uh, generally at different rates, uh, the girls would have gym while the boys had English class and and vice versa. And if you think that was an excuse with the girls being gone for the sixth grade boys to get into all kinds of trouble behind the teacher's back, well, you've probably been watching me on the show for a while. It's exactly what we did. Uh, I discovered, my dad had given me this nice Pentel mechanical pencil, and I very quickly discovered that if you took the insides out of it, so you just had the plastic shell, you had the world's most accurate pea shooter. Mm. I mean, this thing was deadly. i take about a quarter of a sheet of notebook paper, and i chew that thing down until it was a little bit bigger than a BB, just perfect for that, that Pentel shell. And I go, and I could hit anybody, and it stung. So we Thanks to me, we get in these giant spitball wars behind Mrs. Coffee's back in, in sixth grade English. Well, one day, I'll never forget this. This kid named Burton got me really good, right in the cheek. I mean, I could just, I could feel it turning red. So I didn't get my Pentel out. I put an entire sheet of notebook paper in my mouth, and I chewed that thing down. I'm getting a serious case of cottonmouth here. I chewed that thing down until it was so dense it almost collapsed into a singularity and developed into a black hole right there in my classroom. And I winged that thing at Burton and he didn't see it coming. He blinked just as it hit him in the eye. His whole face turned beet red. He put his face down on the desk. I thought I could see tears coming down from where I, from where I hit him. It was just, it was a beautiful shot. And all this time, Mrs. Coffey's writing on the board. She has no idea what's going on. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm not laughing. I'm doing my best to keep a straight face. Mrs. Coffey finishes writing her sentence on the blackboard, turns around directly at me and says, Stephen Green, I know exactly what you're doing. She didn't need an AI. Good teachers know Mrs. Coffey was a good teacher. We need more like her. That's Your Right Angle on That, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. If you're not a member, become one today. I command it. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.